of Time in Texas by William F. Nolan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings from the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joe Pillsbury. Of Time in Texas by William F. Nolan. In one fell swoop, declared Professor C. Sidwick Holmes, releasing a thin blue ribbon of pipe smoke and rocking back on his heels. I intend to solve the greatest problem facing mankind today. Colonising the polar waste was a messy and fruitless business, and the enforced birth control programme couldn't be enforced. Overpopulation still remains the thorn on our side. Gentlemen, he paused to look each of the assembled reporters in the eye. There is but one answer. Mass annihilation, quavered a cub reporter. <laughs> Push, boy, certainly not, the professor bristled. The answer is... Time. Time? Exactly, nodded Holmes. With a dramatic flourish, he swept aside a red velvet drape to reveal a tall structure of gleaming metal. As witness. Golly, what is that thing? queried the cub. This thing, replied the professor acidly, is the C. Sidwick Holmes time door. Willick is a time machine. Not so, not so. Please, boy. A time machine in the popular sense, is impossible. <laughs> Wild fancy. However, the professor tapped on the dottle from his pipe. By a mathematically precise series of infinite calculations, I've developed the remarkable C. Sidwick Ohm's time door. Open it, take but a single step, and presto, the past. But where in the past, professor? Ohm smiled easily down on the tense ring of faces. Gentlemen, Beyond this door lies the sprawling giant of the southwest. Enough land to absorb the earth's overflow like that! He snapped his fingers. I speak, gentlemen, of Texas, 1957. What if the Texans object? We have no choice. The time door is strictly one-way passage, I sort of that. It would be utterly impossible for anyone in 1957 to re-enter our world of 2057. And now, Pastor Waits. He tossed aside his professor robes. Under them, Sidwick Holmes wore an ancient and bizarre costume. Black riding boots, highly polished and trimmed in silver. Wool chaps, a wide jewel-studded belt with an immense buckle. A brightly checked shirt topped with a blazing red bandana. Briskly, he snapped a tall ten-gallon hat on his head and stepped to the time door. Ripping an ebony handle, he tugged upwards. The huge metal door oiled slowly back. Time, said Sidwick Holmes simply, gesturing towards the grey nothingness beyond the door. The reporters and photographers surged forwards, notebooks and cameras at the ready. What if the door swings shut after you've gone, one of them asked. A groundless fear, boy, assured Holmes. I've swinted it that the time door can never be closed. And now? Goodbye, gentlemen. Or... She used the proper colloquialism. So long, hombres. Holmes bowed from the waist, gave his ten-gallon hat a final tug, and took a single step forwards, and did not disappear. He stood blinking. Then he swore, beat upon the unyielding wall of greyness with clenched fists, and fell back panting to his desk. I've failed, he moaned in a lost voice. The C. Sidwick Holmes' time door is a botch. He buried his head in his trembling hands. 
The reporters and photographers began to file out. Suddenly, a professor raised his head. Listen, he warned. A slow rumbling, muted with distance, emanated from the dense grayness of the time door. Faint yips and whoopings were distinct above the rumble. The sound grew steadily to a thousand beating drums, the rolling sea of thunder. Shrieking, the reporters and photographers scattered to the stairs. Ah, another knotty problem to be solved, mused Professor Sidwick Holmes, swinging, with some difficulty, onto one of three thousand Texas steers stampeding into the laboratory. End of Time in Texas By William F. Nolan Recording by Joe Pillsbury